Good morning. Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. You can get involved. Go to 888-775-3773. 888-77-JESSE. We're like nine minutes late. Late. We're black. So apologize. Um, also, you go to our YouTube channel, channels and all that. Where else can they hear the show today? I mean, uh, be a part of the church. D Live, Facebook. D Live, Facebook. Periscope. Periscope. Mixer and Twitch. Miss, Mixer and Twitch. And everybody, and their mama. Uh, let me just say so Francisco is back again. Um, he want to do another talk. And uh, this time he will not fold. So I'm going to let Francisco come up. You all know him. He's a member of the church and all that good stuff. So he's going to come up for about 10 minutes. And then I'll come back up and take your phone calls and all that good stuff. All right? So just hold on. I got to switch mics real fast. Da-da. Da-da. Sit. It hurt. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Happy Sunday to you. This is a, it's a beautiful day. It's actually uh, sunny and hot today. Uh, it's like a beach day, but we're all quarantined, as they say. So uh, my topic today, I wanted to talk a little bit about prayer and uh, the importance of prayer, uh, traditions. Um, I grew up, I was born and raised Catholic. In the Catholic religion, you have nothing but traditions. And as a kid, I did not understand any of them, but I went through them, you know, confirmation, baptism, um, you know, all those, uh, those rituals that you go through. And as I got older, I understand them now. Um, even the Stations of the Cross, why? Um, uh, seeing Christ on the cross and uh, seeing the bloody cross, I really didn't understand it at the time. Um, so um, that's pretty much uh, uh, the history that I went to. And, um, you know, in, in today's topic that I wanted to speak about is prayer and the importance of prayer, um, why we need to pray, uh, when we should pray, and how we should pray. Um, first of all, you, you can't really pray unless first you repent and uh, you forgive your parents, like Jesse talks about and uh, your friends, and, and as, you, um, as you practice silence, practice uh, stillness, you discover that you have little tiny irritations and angers and things. You see those, and, you, and your job is to re- repent of that too. Um, and you'll, you'll eventually get to the place where um, you'll, you'll see the, the small irritations, um, there's also other kinds of prayer that it talks about in the Bible. It talks about um, fasting and sacrificing. And I, I mainly learned a lot about that in the Catholic Church, but it has absolute power um, when you do it in the right way, um, not do it. Uh, and it talks about how uh, I remember uh, reading in the, in the scriptures, uh, your your fast. There are some in the uh, in the uh, New Testament that say that they they fasted out in public so that people will see them. Um, so the key thing about prayer 
is that it should prayer, fasting, sacrificing, uh, those those uh, items, they should all be done. They should all be done in secret. Nobody, you should tell nobody. It should be not be able to see it on you. Um, and then that way, God will repay you in in um, so that all will see. But when you do it because you want to be seen of men, you've got your reward, as it says in the scripture. Um so there's there's some items there, and I'm gonna I have some prayers that that uh, I want to go through that I'll be talking about that. Um, um, it's pretty interesting times that we live in right now, and the times that we're living in is uh, filled with fear. And I remember as a child um, um, in the '60s and '70s, we had the Vietnam War, and we'd be watching the news. And I hated watching the news. It put fear inside of me. And what did they talk about every day in the news? They talked about how many people, how many American troops that were killed, how many American troops that were missing, how many Viet Cong had been killed, um, and different battles that went on. And it was the key thing that they would mention, the newsmen would mention every day. And lo and behold, today we have kind of the same thing. Why are they, why are they doing this? Why are they telling us, uh, giving us a body count? Well, the reason they're doing that is to, is to uh, instill fear in you, uh, instill fear. And I want to say to you Christians, you Christians have something to, to, uh, to fall back on, to lean, that you're supposed to be, you're, you're supposed to be the rock. Um, you have... Uh, you have the crucifixion Easter that, ha- that we celebrated, uh, was it two weeks ago? I think it was two weeks ago. And, um, and, and the reason we have a ritual where we, we go through Easter is so that we can remember, remember uh, the price that a man paid um, you know, 2,000 years ago. Um, and the, uh, the next item I want to talk about is... Um, um, you're, you, you won't be able to pray uh, if you're if you haven't repented. If you have, uh, you won't be able to be still. Um, stillness will, will cause you to see it, but uh, you you have to repent first in order for your prayers to be. Um, how, how should I say? Go up to God so that He, he can hear them. But you you must repent first. Um, and so for those of you that still have anger and hatred in your heart, uh, do everything you can to uh, get rid of it. Because what anger and hatred does for you, it, it's a poison that makes you see everything upside down. There's no way that you can love God with anger and hatred in your heart. And, and an, an example, look at yourself when you look at other people, see what they do, see how they think. You can't even talk to them. Left is right, up is down, good is bad. And th- those are the people that have, that's a sign of their anger and hatred uh, and their rebellion. The re- it puts a rebelliousness inside of them. And then um, they're kind of turned over to a craziness. And so for those of you who, who have just a little bit of it, I want to encourage you to let that go. Um, 
it's a, it's a poison. Um, and so uh, there's a, there is a verse, there is a verse in the Bible that talks about the times that we're living in, and, and it gives you a little bit of, uh, um, I don't know what word I can use, but it gives you, gives you a little bit of um, peace inside. And that, that verse, uh, and I don't know exactly where it is, but it kind of goes like this. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. Uh, not against, uh, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, principalities, powers, and wickedness in high places. And that's actually what's going on today. Um, even with the death counts that go up, you notice that this is the only thing you're hearing? A car accident. Somebody has a car accident and is, uh, is, is hurt bad in the car accident and he dies in the hospital, he has a cold. They're going to probably name it, he's, he died of coronavirus. If, he, if there's somebody that has a heart attack, that has a heart condition and has coronavirus, he didn't die of the heart attack, he died of coronavirus. And the powers to be have kind of ordained it that way and they're, for whatever reason, they're, they're, they're pushing this thing. And so... Christians have to come, kind of come out of the world in, uh, in that you, you have, you have a, a, a kind of a, a gift that's given to you, um, is given to you, and um, um, you, have, you have Christ who died for your sins. So, um, let's see. Um, so when, another one of the traditions that I found that uh, that I take a hold of nowadays um, is the Sabbath. And that happens to be the fifth commandment of God: um, honor honor Him on uh, on on the Sabbath. And I take my Sabbath. I happen to take my Sabbath on Sundays, and it's a it's an American tradition to do that. It was up until one time, and um, I can see how. Uh, when uh, people um, being into the world, the Sunday was just another day, and 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 they would uh, work, um, they would work, they would they would treat it like any other day. But actually, Sunday in American history, we used to use that as a uh, um, a day of prayer, a day of uh, of uh, um, repentance and silence. Um, the Jewish, the Jewish religion, they practice that. They actually, some of them don't drive cars. They don't use anything that's electronic. They don't use, uh, some of them won't even turn on a light switch, uh, because they're following the, the, that, the, uh, the Sabbath. Um, some pick their Sabbath as a Saturday or a Friday. But I think it's important, uh, that, you should, uh, in addition to with prayer, that you should practice the Sabbath, and and on that day, you don't even do things that are too that are extravagant, and the whole time, the whole day, you are thinking in silence and you are meditating on His Word. Um, so that was uh, that was uh, that has to do with prayer. Um, also. Um, it talks about how to handle things in the, the days that we're living in, and um, the, the one verse that comes up to comes to mind is uh, 
be uh, be wise as serpents and be as uh, harmless as doves. And uh, it's absolutely powerful. And uh, it gives you an idea of what kind of uh, a strength that um, that we have. We have absolute power. And remember the passion of Christ when Christ uh, was being tortured and whipped and uh, and beaten and spit upon. He had all those things. We're supposed to, as a Christian, growing up Catholic, we're supposed to um, accept those stripes uh, as if we were being whipped for our sins. Um, those those things that uh, we have done wrong, or we're we're to repent and we're to um, um, understand that he had come. He had come to. Um, he had come to take our sins away from us so that we have a path to heaven. Um, the, the very last part that was kind of profound when I, I read in Matthews 10, uh, and it talked about um, that Christ called out um, that we are to be apostles. And this is the very last part of uh, Matthew 10, 16, to, to be apostles, to be Christ-like. And um, to show love, to show to show patience and understanding, and uh, you know it's kind of our our role as Christians. So that's what I want to remind you of. I want to remind Christians that they they uh, need to come back to prayer, repentance. They need to uh, to be still. Um, maybe even today, because today's Sunday, practice fasting. Fasting is important because uh, you you're sacrificing of yourself. You're sacrificing of yourself to cause your ego to die, and those are alms that go to heaven. They go to heaven, and 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 God sees that, and it's a type of prayer. Well, thank you, thank you very much, and uh, that was those were my ideas on prayer. Have one question. Yes, from the chat. Blockchain asks, "Where, what does Francisco mean with sacrifice? Could you give an example of sacrifice that praises God?" Sacrifice. The way we kind of do it in, in today's world is that we we give donations. We give we give something from us. Something from us. Our labors usually refers to money. Or we were able to to donate our time to to help someone, help somebody in need. Um, um, it's not like walking, helping the little old lady walk across the street, but she may need somebody to carry her groceries. What, what you're doing is you're giving of yourself and you're giving love. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. That's Francisco. Thank you, Francisco. Francisco sweat like a slave. You notice how that sweat on him? I just looked up and noticed him. It's, hard. Your it's hard on a black man in America. <laughs> yeah? Come here, dear. Dark side of the bear what gave a diamond and said, thank you, Francisco, for coming on and sharing. Yeah, Good thanks, you. Francisco. That's amazing. And you made it through your 10 minutes. 
but you sweat like a slave. Next time I won't sweat. Uh, <laughs> somebody asks, what's your way of fasting, Angel C? Oh, man. So, Joy, I put my cells, my headset on. And Frankie's going to answer his way of fasting. The way I fast, there's different kind of fastings, but never push yourself beyond the ability that you can handle. Um, not eating lunch or dinner. Um, and not like the 40 days that Christ fasted. Um, most people can't endure life if they were to not eat or drink for 40 days. But the longer the fasting, the more the pain that you feel, and, and that is sending sac- uh, blessings to God. All right, folks. That was Francisco. He made it through the 10 today. That was amazing. The first step is the beginning. I, uh, I will get to your calls at 888-775-3773. But I got to answer a question because this I did a lot of counseling this week. And then I've been running to people, and they wanted to know if they should fall, are they still saved? And I mean that... Uh, if they fall back into an old habit or something like that, does that mean that they're not saved anymore? Meaning that you're not born again. You have not returned to the Father. I want to tell you that once you're born of the Father, it's impossible to return to the mother. You cannot, you have once to live, you have once to die. All right? So let's say that you realize you're wrong for judging yourself and others. And that uh, because of that, you're suffering. You're in a fallen state, and you're suffering, right? And in that fallen state, you're constantly reaching out uh, to the world for the answer, uh, for peace within. Maybe for you reach out to lies and sex and video games and uh, drugs and whatever, trying to make yourself feel better because you're not able to handle handle the suffering of relying on the world. And so then you realize, you know what? I'm wrong for hating. And you go and you forgive your parents first. Forgive your mother for turning you away from your father for a lack of patience whatever. And forgive the father for not protecting you. Once you forgive, if you truly, truly realize it's wrong for resenting, and you understand it not because I said it, but because you see it for yourself, once you forgive... God will forgive you and draw you back into the kingdom of heaven within. Because anyone who has anger, your consciousness is low. This is your lower consciousness. But once you forgive, you come into the mind of God, it's a high consciousness. So immediately you're born again at the twinkling of an eye. And so now that you wake it up, and along the way you find yourself water, uh, don't do it if you, you know, try to avoid it. But let's say the urge is so bad upon you, you have to do it. You find yourself, you, you want to hit another little joint one time. Or you, want to, you, you find yourself having sex again or something, right? And say you tell you, oh, it, it's not working. It's not working. You're not born again. First of all, don't believe anything in your head. Secondly, you are born again still. Because once you're born again, it's like once you come out of your mother's womb, you were born of the earth. You can't go back in the womb, right? And likewise, once you were born of the spirit, you can't go back into the flesh thing. 
meaning you can't go back into the darkness, into hell. You can't be unborn. Born of the flesh and born of the spirit. And uh, born of the flesh, you're dying. Born of the spirit, you're living. So if you find yourself falling, falling down, just get up. Rise up. If you fall down, down the road again, rise up. And eventually you will stop falling. All right? But don't judge yourself because the falling doesn't mean you're falling away from God. It just means you gave into that temptation of the flesh again. But, and it's because you're growing. All right? You're growing in the spirit. The real you is growing. So allow yourself to grow. And you're going to rise, you know, it's like a little kid when it fall. You're going to keep rising and falling. Some people, some people believe a lot that they have not been born again. And so the sin is not the things that you use to try to make yourself feel better when you were in that fallen state. The sin is to hate the judgment that you have for your parents and yourself, the unforgiveness, the lack of love. But once you wake up, you cannot fall back into dark. I mean, you can't fall away from salvation, all right? So if you fall into those little temptations along the way, no big deal. Don't make it a big deal. Don't judge yourself. Keep your eye on yourself. Doubt every thought, and you'll operate in love, and it'll be fine. Because a lot of people say, oh, I ended up drinking last night, right? And they believe, Satan tells them, oh, it's not working. No, it is working, just don't believe it. When you fall, get up. When you fall, get up, brush yourself off. Oh, I hit the thing. Brush yourself off and keep going. Don't make it a big deal. All right? God is with you. And then eventually you're going to see that more and more and more you're keeping the Ten Commandments because, because you have peace within. You have peace. And you, you don't fall as much. And so just keep on yourself, all right? You cannot be unborn once you're born again. Once to die and once to live, that ego has to die. And you'll be fine. So don't believe Satan, all right? And as far as this uh, Chinese virus situation, I was driving down the road yesterday on Saturday, and I, uh, I'm looking around, and I, it occurred to me that it's really evil that somebody is controlling the majority of the people. Somewhere, somebody, I don't know how this whole thing is working, but I will battle and say spiritual battle. It's a warfare between good and evil. And I do want you to know, you got to keep your eye on yourself. Forgive others, hold no grudges, right? And love will operate through you. That's why God said, stand, stand, stand. And when you've done all you can stand, stand some more. All right? So when you fall, rise up. But somebody is controlling this thing for power and wealth, I believe. I don't know who, and I don't know where or why, or, I mean, I know why, for the power and the money. Uh, but so, what's so interesting about it is that it almost feels like they did an experiment test. Let me see how we can get the people to overreact. And so they gave you a disease, so-called disease that you can't see. And they're like, you're going to die. Go in the house. Stay in the house. Shut down the businesses. And everybody, not everybody, but most people freaked out and went in the house. And now they're telling you, wear a, a, a mask. You've got to wear a mask or you're gonna, we're going to find you. We're going to do this. And so now when you go to the banks and say, everybody, their mama got on a mask. And I'm like, how did this happen? Um, it happened because you were not paying attention. 
you, they gave you something that seemed deadly, and you overreacted right away. And the moment you overreacted, they got you. They got you. And now they're, they're going against the t- Constitution and everything because it's unconstitutional to make you wear a mask. It's unconstitutional to make you, to fine you for not wearing one, to stop you from protesting. They can't do that. But they're doing it because you're allowing it. And I'm telling you this so that you can kind of start waking up, folks. And I realize only a few is going to find that straight and narrow path. Most people will go by the wayside. Most people are just not going to make it. It's just the way it is. It, it, even Christ said, only a few will find the straight and narrow path. And you see how majority of people uh, overreacted to this situation. All right? And then they tell you, oh, if you don't, you're going to die. And now everybody dying from corona, right? Nobody dying from a heart attack. Nobody dying from uh, a car accident or anything. It's all connected. They're lying to you. They're really lying to you. And they're invading your constitutional rights. And you got to start standing up, America, and especially the men. Men, get off the drugs. Get all out of mama house. Get a job and start be, being productive. Stop holding that anger toward your fellow man. Stop gossiping like a woman and, 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 and help. The world needs you. Women and children need you to be of service, right? But you got to be productive. You got to be forgive. And then you got to endure. Endure the pain within, and, and you will see that God is with you. So, and don't let anything be so important that you would uh, give away your life for. Like they're telling you, you're going to die. You're going to die. And they make you freak out. And now you're afraid of dying. And while you're afraid of dying, they control you. I'll ever take your money. You freak out over the money. Don't let anything of the world be that important that people can control you with it. All right? And we need the men to return. So everything is it's a spiritual battle between right and wrong, good and evil. And Satan is always looking for those people that he can use in order to destroy good. All in the name of Jesus. All right? Just be aware of that. Nothing is personal. Not a big deal. But just be aware. And, and look what's happening to you because I was listening to my friend, uh, Pastor Bill Lockwood yesterday, and he said something that was very interesting to me. Kind of, I had not thought about it, and he was talking about due to the overreaction. Now you have American voters on both sides, Republicans and, and uh, Democrats, who are willing to accept socialized health care around the world. Worldly socialized health care. That is the dumbest thing in the world. You don't need that, and you don't want that. But because you've overreacted, they now have control of you. They can make you do whatever they want. Whoever is controlling this. And they're willing to destroy our economy in order to get the power over you. That's not normal, folks. It's normal for the worldly people to be acting this way, uh, you know, because the world is not of God. The people of the world serve this, their dad is Satan. But it's not normal for children of God. If you have truly been born again, you have nothing inside of you but love. You understand why people are in a fallen state and that they have to overcome. But if, if you have not overcome 
you do not understand that, and you do not have love. And you find yourself going right along with the world in the name of Jesus. All right? So get to know yourself so you can wake up and be aware of what's going on. You don't want government in your life like this. And then I mean on both sides of the fence. I'm not just promoting one side. You don't want the government to take over your life. It's we the people, not we the government. So be aware. Stop freaking out. Just know God is with you. Even when your family members, your friends, so-called friends, anybody, when, they, when you find out that they are turning on you, right, you're going to be shocked. But you get used to the shock, let it pass. Because you know that that person doesn't care about you. They don't love you or anyone. And forgive them, pray for them, and go your way. Meaning, wish them well. All right? I gotta, so it's a, everything is a spiritual battle. And you got to be willing to um, endure all things. Endure, endure, endure. Because every time you endure, you see that you are a son or a daughter of God. You really do. And nothing that you will have to go through that has not been prepared for you. Christ went through everything that you have to go through. When people gospel, gossip about you, when they lie on you, when your so-called friends and family members turn against you, when the world try to attack you, whatever, who are you that you should not suffer, right? So if you know that, relax. It's a spiritual battle. God is with you. But men, you got to come back to your natural state of being. And what you're doing in that fallen state, you're not an alcoholic, you're not a drug addict, you're not a homosexual, or let's be gone. It's what you do in that fallen state to try to find peace. You are either a son or daughter of Satan, and when you forgive and enter into the kingdom, you become a son or daughter of God. And so in Satan's nature, is nothing but destruction. In God's nature, is nothing but building, is love, all right? You're not the things, so don't let anyone tell you that you're a homosexual, you're a lesbian, you're a drug addict, you're this. Like they do at the, uh, they have these alcoholic or anonymous thing going on, and you have to always confess you're an alcoholic. Hi, my name is John Doe, and I'm an alcoholic. Hello, John. And 50 years later, hi, I'm 91 years old. My, my name is John Doe, and I'm still, uh, that's not true. You are not an alcoholic. You, t- the, you made that your God to try to make you feel better. You got to face the conflict. God, Christ has already done it for you, and he's with you, and you get past it, and wisdom will come. You're not those things, so stop saying it. Name it and claim it. Uh-uh. You're justified by your words, and you're condemned by them. So if you always say you're alcoholic or whatever in that fallen state, that's what you're going to be. But I'm telling you, once you're born again, you're no longer a son or daughter of Satan. You're a son or a daughter of God. And all those things that you use as your God will disappear, and God will be your God. And in love, all things are possible. There's nothing you cannot overcome. So when people talk about you, when they attack, when the government say you got a disease and blah, 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 just stay calm so you can see the right way to go. All right? Phone calls. Can I read a few Super Chats first? Absolutely. Shorty Shrew says, Happy Sunday. God bless all. Thank you. Eric says, Suffering is a blessing. It it's, sure is. Is God's way of showing you something is wrong. It really is. It's, it's really what it is. It's the old, the not you dying, the ego dying. And, and there are things in you that you have not seen yet. 
And so when you suffer through it, even if you don't know what it is, just go through it. Wash your face, do your thing, let nobody know between you and God. And he's fighting your battle, that, that lie that's in your head, which is of your daddy Satan, and, and the love that's in your soul, of your belly, your heart. So count it all joy when you have to go through this stuff. That's what I mean when someone trying to attack you, whether they gossiping or lying or your friends turn on you to believe in lies, it, it's amazing. Just wish them well, and you go through what you got to go through, and it'll be fine. Jan Roni Beck Anderson gave uh, 50 Norwegian krona. Amazing. Thank you, Jan. Better aren't. And he said, happy Sunday. Quick question. How can a man help a woman overcome her ego? By being the light because of that order. God in Christ, Christ in man, man over woman, woman over children. I'm telling you, what's going to happen is once you return to your natural state of being, by being born again, and I've said this over and over, away from your mother, return to your father, a light will shine through you. And if you should get married, the woman will see that light. Why you're dating and everything. And you're not going to be walking around thinking, oh, I'm the light, I'm the light, because you're going to keep your eyes on yourself. You're going to stay with the prayer. But you'll be able to, he will show you in the moment. It's not in the future. It's not in the past. But he'll show you in the moment how to show her how to overcome. So don't learn about the truth and just repeat it. I know a whole bunch of folks, they hear me, they hear other preachers, and they learn about the truth, about it, but they don't know it. And they're like pouncing on other people. But when, they look at, when you look at their life, they're, out of, they're in a fallen state. They've got nothing going on for themselves. Uh, so don't learn it. Discover it. Discover it in the present. All right. And again, don't let anything be so important to you that it control you, whether it's a car or anything. If it's too important, let it go. I know with uh, the whole so-called race thing, there's no such thing as racism. But white people have been accused of being racist for 70 years. And they're so afraid because they have seen all these examples of their jobs being taken away from them, their reputations being destroyed, uh, and all that. And so now they're afraid of losing those things, which means that those things are more important to them than the truth itself, the love. And so they're controlled by it. But if they love truth with all their heart, soul, and might, along with nothing else, then they would know that, okay, my reputation is not so important to me that I'm willing to cave into the enemy. And if you, if you so-called fall, rise up. Walking down the road, you fall again, rise. And your, repu- your reputation will be restored by the greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. But people will try to destroy your reputation. But don't let reputation be so important that you give your soul over to the children of Satan. You will get it back. You really will. Nothing on earth should be more important than what's right. And you would know when you've been born again because you can see your life is your life is working. You're overcoming those things, the fallen state. Your life is working. But if your life is not working for you, you haven't been born again. You have not been born again. If you're still a drug addict or alcoholic, sex addict, or whatever at it, and you say you're born again, you're a liar, and the truth is not in you. Because in perfect love, you overcome all things. It's healing. It's amazing. 
Real quick, Red Green Show has a joke about a radio show caller. Jesse, do you think Earl would benefit from an exorcism? Without a doubt. <laughs> Amazing. He's an angry black radio show caller. Yeah. Sean McDonald says, you changed my relationship with my parents. Thank you, Jesse. You're welcome. I'm telling you, I wish my desire for all people is that you should be free, right? That you could should return to the Father and have freedom. And in that, there are no words to express what it means to be free, have peace on earth, to be in it but not of it. All your needs would be met. I was talking to a friend of mine that I hadn't spoken to in a long time, and he was telling me, you know what, I, uh, before he woke up, he used to work very hard, and he made buku money. And but he didn't have the peace. He made buku money. He didn't have the peace, and so he started seeking. And once he found, returned home to the father within, he stopped making so much money in just hard work without love. And now he does less work, but he's making more money. But and he has peace within. Isn't that amazing? That's what's going to happen to you. And don't let anyone tell you that you can know the truth and be a, in a fallen state like that. That You know about the truth, but Satan got your mind. He's using the truth to make you think you know the truth. Because once you overcome the fallen state, all those bad habits start to fall away. And you live a new, you become a brand new person. You do. You become new. Let's get to some calls. Adrian, our Adrian, out of Orange County, California. Our Adrian, out of Orange County, California. Hey, welcome. Jesse. Hey, welcome to church. Hello. Oh, hello. Hi, everybody. Hi. I was I was calling to give an update on my situation, and I thought it's pretty significant, so I'd call into church and let you know. Absolutely. His, um, so uh, my son's dad got his own apartment. And yesterday I dropped him off, and he's now living with his dad. There is a God. <laughs> That's amazing. How old is yeah. your son now? He's 13. Right on, oh, right on time. How does it feel yeah. to be living without your son? Honestly, I have no feeling. I don't have happiness or sadness or nothing. I don't feel anything like that. It's sort of like it's, you know, it's not really a, a, I don't really even think about it. It's not something I think about. Right you know? on. So I feel really at peace with everything. I think um, my son's, um, you know, he even told me, he's like, Mom, I've been with you since Dad left in August. And he's like, now it's time for me to be with my dad, and I want to be with him. And, you know, I was, I, I didn't give him any trouble. You know, I made sure he had breakfast that morning. I, you know, Send him, you know, made sure he had everything he needed when he went to his dad's, didn't forget anything, and, you know, did my best to just not be a um, an emotional thing or, right you know, nothing not- like that. I didn't even, honestly, I didn't even give him a hug or anything. It was like, okay, I'll see ya. <laughs> and, you know, I dropped him off. Um, God bless you, Adrian. To, I asked him, I'm like, do you want me to call you? How do you want me to handle this? I said, do you want me to check in on you? What would you, what would you like? He's like, honestly, I don't want to hear from you. I don't want to talk from you. And I said, okay, I won't call you. Don't worry. Like, I'll leave it alone. Amazing. And you have come a long ways 
Adrian, and I know in the beginning when you first started coming to church, there were decisions you were trying to make about changing where you live and all that kind of stuff. You have really come a long way. You're a blessed woman, and you've done the right thing, and whatever happens between he and his father now, just wish him well, let him grow up, and you continue to do the silent prayer and build a career for yourself, build a life, get yourself a little house. Everybody needs to own a little land. Start saving some money and buy yourself a, this is a good time to think about buying a house or something, you know, once you save up. And God is with you. He's with your son. Everything will work out the way it should. Yes, yes. It, it, it's a good feeling. I want to be on, I, I want to share also that it was interesting because when I went to his dad's house, I had no problem, you know, dropping my son off. Everything was good. Everything was fine with that. But when I went to his house, um, he asked me, his dad asked me, here, come to the house and see my place. And I didn't feel comfortable. I said, no, no, I don't, I don't want to. He's like, but you need to see where your son sleeps. And I said, no, I'm sure you, you got it taken care of. It's a beautiful place. Right. But then he insisted. And I, um, and I said, okay, fine, I'll, I'll go check out the yeah, place. And I yeah. did. And um, I think what, uh, of all the things that, like, I got affected and I overreacted to, because I was fine with my son, I was fine with everything, but I did end up overreacting to something. And I'm so glad that I, I have, um, you know, friends that I can, you know, check in and that's going to be uh, honest with me. Um, and what happened was is I asked him, he had nothing in his apartment. His apartment was empty. Beautiful. And I said to him, I said, yeah, and I said, well, he has a bunch of stuff in my garage that he's been keeping for, you know, since he left in August, like a lot of junk, like over, overwhelmed with stuff in my garage. And I've been allowing for it because he kept saying he's going to get his place. And when I went in, I told him, oh, you have so much room. Now you can take everything that's in the garage and put it here. And he's like, oh, no, all that stuff is trash. I'm just going to throw it away. And I told him, you know, well, my garage isn't a, a storage unit. And so I told him, <laughs> you, you need to get your stuff out you know, as soon as possible. And of all the things, that was what I ended up overreacting because I was okay with my son. I was okay with everything else. But the fact that, you know, he had been leaving all that stuff in my garage and it was just piling up and I was, I I overreacted to that. And I I can't believe that I I, I did that. (laughs) I can't tell you the number when I was uh, out there on my own, started 18, the number of time I had empty apartments, and then I finally got a mattress. And then I finally have a blanket. Your son needs to do see this with his father yeah. and see how they're both going to grow through this, watch his father overcome this. So that's not a big deal either. He's 13 years old. He can sleep on the floor. Oh, he can sleep on the floor. I'll sleep on yeah, so many floors. The, all of that I was fine with. I don't mind any of that. So right I'm on. happy with all of that. Right on. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, just keep your eyes on yourself. Uh, have a good attitude, wish them well, and when your son want to talk to you, he'll call you, and it'll be amazing. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought, you know what, I told my son, he's like, I asked him, I said, when are you going to come over? Do you, are you going to come over? He's like, I'll come over when I, when I, when I want to come over. And I said, I'm like, good, because then that means when you come over, it's because you want to come over. That's right. So I was like, that's good. Yeah. I will accept you when you, when you're ready to come. And stay out of oh. your head because Satan is going to try to use this against you. He's always like, like the Chinese virus. He's always trying to find something to put anger or fear or doubt in you, right? And so don't listen to, nothing, listen to nothing in the head at any time. And if you feel pain in the sole of the belly, just relax. God is with you. 
Put one foot in front of you. Do what's in front of you. Stay in front of you so you can always see the right way to go. You haven't seen, you haven't grown a lot, Adrian, and you haven't seen anything yet. It's going to get better. You know, I want to say that I like something that I took away from Francisco's uh, talk, and that was repenting and to pray. And it's when I was in that moment of in my head, um, you know, I was like, overreacting. I was crying. I was feeling like a victim. I just like kind of cried out to God and I'm like, Oh God, I can't handle this. I'm in my head. I'm thinking all these negative thoughts. Like I, I did an act of like repenting and then I was able to kind of like, um, see myself for what I was doing in that moment. I was able to be aware. And I felt like that I get what he was saying in regards to repenting and then praying. Cause you can't just pray, you know, and just think it's going to happen. You've got to recognize first you're wrong for crying out. You're wrong for, you know, overreacting yeah. or whatever it is that you're doing. And then through that, the prayer will come. And then, you know, then you'll overcome. You'll, the, the peace will come after that. Right on. That's right. An yeah. amazing peace. Uh, Francisco was right about that. You're absolutely right. That is an amazing story. Knowing where you came from. Is that right, Jay? Oh, come from. Uh, and knowing where you are now, it just, it's just amazing. I've seen people who claim to be doing the silent prayer. They claim to be one to overcome. They have given up on their lives. They are just giving into drugs and alcohol and sex. And they are grown men living with their parents. And they just don't seem to, there's no fight to get up and get a job and get off this stuff and be productive. So you're blessed, all right? You're very, you you are mama mia. Oh, I lie. <laughs> I can't wait until, I mean, I can't wait. I'm looking forward to the women's form, forms again. Yes, and I want to give a shout out to all the bond ladies out there. Woo-hoo. We, we um, been <laughs> Woo-hoo, staying connected. Bond ladies. There's love there. Hmm? So what now? I said that we've been staying connected. And uh, uh, I just wanted to give a shout-out to everybody. Right to Victoria, on. Vic, Black Victoria, White Victoria, to Gracie, to, you know, <laughs> Kelly, to uh, everybody. And, yeah. Absolutely. Hey, ladies. <laughs> okay, thank you, uh, Adrian. That is an All amazing right. testimony. I do appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you for taking my call. Absolutely. Bye. Right now. Amazing, folks. I'm telling you, take your eyes off others. Take the rock out of your own eye before you judge your fellow man, no matter what. Then you could be of help to people. You'll become the light. But if you ain't got nothing going on, how are you going to help somebody? Up there looking at other people, you got a big rock, stonewall, Georgia in your eyes. Take it out before you cast the first stone. Just FYI. Okay. Hernando out of Florida is on the line. Hernando out of Florida, welcome to church. Hey, Jesse, this is my very first time calling, and what an honor to be able to, uh, to speak to you for the first time. Right on, man. Welcome to church. Thank you. Thank you. I wanted, First of all, I want to say, Francisco, what a beautiful, uh, what he was talking about. I do fasting, and fasting is really good. Um, Can you hear them? When your Appreciate stomach you. is empty for, for a long time, you really do feel closer to something. Yeah, that's bigger than you. For yes, some reason. absolutely. It really is uh, amazing. And when amazing. you fast, amazing. When you fast, don't let anyone I even. Fast. When you fast, don't let anyone know you're fasting. 
Okay. Yeah, just it's between you and God, and He got you. But if you like, oh, what's wrong, Hernando? Oh, I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fasting. I'm, <laughs> I don't have any energy. I'm hungry. I'm fasting. That's how some people do it, and they're already getting their glory from the world. Mm, that's very true. Yeah. You look, you look for that validation in other people and not from God. Right. Everything yeah. is spiritual now, and we should walk in the Spirit. We should live in the Spirit. We should see by the Spirit and love by the Spirit. And because that's what it means to be born again, we rise in consciousness, not in the head, but in the soul of the belly. All right? A hundred percent, God. That's, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Amazing. Um, I also wanted to talk to you. I'm, a, I'm Colombian. I'm from Colombia. I'm from you and, from Alabama. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, you know, and I, I speak Spanish, and my parents, they watch Spanish news. They watch Univision uh, and Telemundo, and they read uh, CNN in Espanol, uh, you know, CNN in Spanish. And, you know, I smell something very rotten, and something is burning because they are indoctrinating yeah. every single Spanish speaker in the country because they don't have any ideological competition. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But I don't want to I can't I don't want to get into politics for church. If you could call the okay. radio show, we could talk politics, but I want to fellowship and edify one another. We I'm being edified and uh but you could call my show, we can get into the politics. Okay, that's beautiful. All I right. just want yeah. Thank you for uh for yeah, beautiful service and, and thank you Francisco for for the beautiful things that he's been uh right been on. speaking. I pay attention to the whole thing. All right. Gracias. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Thank you. Remember, you're welcome. Remember, folks, it's you. Got to keep your eyes on you. It is everything is a spiritual battle. So when this so-called Chinese virus thing came, if you have been watching you and would not have been shocked that, oh, a deadly disease is coming, go in the house, you will be dealing with it differently. You really would. You would not be freaking out the way the world is because your faith would be in God. And in him, there is no fear, no doubt, no worry, none of that stuff. So you got, I recommend that you repent me to forgive, stop playing God, so you can wake up and you'll be in the world but not of it. And you'll see the world around you bite, biting and lying and gossiping and cheating and even friends turning against you because they were never friends anyway. Family members turning against you because they were never family members anyway because they can't really. They may have been blood family, but they didn't have any love. And you won't hold on against them because you see where you came from and that you can now see that they can't help themselves. And you'll move on with your life, all right? And when these things come, because even in the Bible, it talks about famine, diseases, wars, and rumors of wars, and tornadoes, and earthquakes, and sickness, and diseases, all these things. Families not get along, so-called Most, 99.99999, not all, not all, not all, not all, but 99.999% of the time, when someone say that they're your friend, they're lying to you. Really. So, and that would be okay because you would love, you don't need any love from them. But you won't take it personal, all right? You are a spirit. Yes.
Let's get to Mike in California talking about people use, quote-unquote, free will to judge people. Mike in California, free will. Justice. Hey, Mike, how are you? I'm doing really well, man. What a, It's always, like, such an honor to talk to you, man. Thank you, Mike. You're my favorite. You're just my. You're my favorite. Amazing. <laughs> Would you? Okay, did yeah, you hear Francisco's that? talk? Francisco? Did you hear the opening of the church service this morning? Uh, yeah, I only the second half of it. Oh, okay. Go ahead. <clears throat> okay. All right. I wanted to ask about um about free will, and then take my shot at the biblical question, and also if I can ask some about my my personal life, like a personal question. Real fast. Okay, I'll try to make it quick. So okay. I, I noticed about free will, um, it's like people always seem to bring up free will um, when they're trying to justify something that's kind of wonky, like they're trying to justify holding something against somebody or they don't want to give up resentment or they, they want to keep unforgiveness or they want to justify and, like, explain why God sends people to hell or something like that. that That's always so the true. time I notice people. What, what, like, why, why is that? Is that? Because, number one, they are blind and cannot see. And they don't realize that they can't see that they're being influenced by evil. Because evil is talking right. to them in their minds. Sometimes evil used the Bible quotes and the so-called truth. And they don't see that they have no free will, that whichever daddy that they serve, whomever they serve, is what uh, is uh, influencing them. They are not in control at all. We have never been in control of anything. We have never made a decision about anything. We have always been influenced. And that's why God said, of ourselves we can do nothing, <clears throat> and of ourselves we are know nothing. And when you can see that, then you can be free. But they just don't see that they're being influenced from within if you're in that fallen state. And if you're risen above it by overcoming that fallen state, you're being influenced by good. They really don't okay, see well, it. So I believe you, man. I, I think I understand. I mean, to the degree that I can, you know, I think I understand everything you're saying. I really feel like I get it. But just right? think about it, though. Let's say you wanted to be logical about this this free will thing. If okay. you, if we as human beings had a free will, we would never, ever, ever will bad things about ourselves. We wouldn't be a drug That's addict. That's a good point. We wouldn't be grown men and grown women living with mama. We wouldn't have fear and doubt and worry. We would will the amazing life for ourselves, right? And so right. that alone should let you know you don't have a free will. And a lot of people on drugs, and the reason I keep mentioning drugs because I've never seen so many men on drugs before, but a lot of people on drugs and they can't even get off the drugs. And they yeah. want to, but they cannot, right? And if they had a free will, they would wheel themselves away from that immediately. We do not have a free will, folks. I know people have been told that we have one, but we don't. So I'm I'm trying to get uh, my own personal life free from all the little things, right? Yes. Um, I still have all sorts of influences. I can see them. I, I can feel them. You know, they're influencing me all the time. Yes. Even to, to pick up and eat a snack. 
yeah. or to waste time or to feel bored or uh, whatever, l- even little things. Absolutely. Um, I've gone and forgiven my parents. It's been incredible. It's been changing my life ever since the day I did that. Um, yesterday I went and had lunch with my dad, which I don't do very often. And you know, what's weird, man, is I like, I've forgiven him and I don't feel hatred toward him anymore. The things that used to bother me about him now, they sort of make me laugh. Yes. I laugh instead, which is great. It's a, it's an incredible, um, improvement, but I noticed while I'm with him yesterday, he still is just like, (laughs) it's, he's just like irritating. (laughs) And Mama. it's just like his, I know, I don't want to be that way. So I, 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 I gotta, like, I'm not, I'm not there yet. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, anyway, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do about that, but. Do nothing. Just yeah. recognize it. See that when you're around him, he's irritating you. It's just that mama spirit that you're overcoming. And don't judge yourself. Wish your father well as you would for all people, even your enemies. And yep. just watch it, do your silent prayer, and do what's in front of you, and you are changing. All that stuff is falling away. It's a spirit, and there's nothing you can do about it, but be aware of it. It's the awareness that changes that, because that awareness is the light of God working through you. So just mm-hmm. be patient with it. Notice it. Don't give in to it. Don't try to run from it. Right. Always go toward the pain that's in you because the the real battle is not with other people. The real battle right. is within us, with the mind of Satan and the spirit of God, the mind of God within, right? So just notice that you're feeling that and that Satan, you know, is trying to get you to overreact. And just relax. Have your dinner yeah. with him or whatever you're doing and wish him well and just keep living your life. You'll be fine. Okay, that's exactly what I'm doing. Yeah, and don't believe the um, lie that, oh, God is not with you. You still have anger. Whatever Satanists tell you about that situation, it is not true. All right? Just watch the lies and keep moving forward. You'll be fine. Okay. All right, I'll do that. Amazing. So that, that gives me my answer to your biblical question. I think my biblical question, question is, this past week was, um, what does it mean? Uh, do not. Do what you hate. Do not do what you hate. What does that mean? Okay, so I think it means that uh, when people do things, let's say they they do things to us that we hate. Yes. Let's say they hurt us or they traumatize us. They put their negativity, their negative energy onto us. They do something to us that hurts us. We hate that, right? Right. But the problem is we often go, now we're going to go reenact that with somebody else or we're going to attract that some more into our life to keep going through it. So I think to not do what we hate, we have to undo it in ourselves so we don't repeat it. And we do that through forgiveness. And that puts in a, in a state of where instead of judging people when they do something that we would say we hate, instead of judging them for it and then carrying that along with us, we forgive them and then we're free from it. And then we won't go and do it. That's deep. And just to add to that, you're absolutely right. Whatever, when your enemy try to hurt you, whether they lied or stealing or whatever they're doing to you or gossiping or whatever, and they try to do that to you, 
wish them well. Pray for them. Mm. Don't go yeah. after them. Don't try to prove that they are right or wrong. Just pray for them. And because that's what you would want to happen if you did something like that, you know, it couldn't help yourself. Mm. Don't do that and you'll get love back. God, it'll be amazing. Now, Satan try to convince you, um, these no good people, they ain't no good. They never been your friend anyway. Look how they believe lies. Just that easy, they believe lies. And knowing you a hundred years, let all that pass and just wish them well. God, let your will be done, whatever that might be. Wish them well, and God is with you. You're absolutely right, man. Don't hate. Don't gossip. Don't bite by Don't lie. Don't hear gossip. Treat others. It is so weird. When I was growing up in Alabama, that's what we were taught how to treat all people that way. So even when I was in, my, in the fallen state, because the adult taught us always treat everybody the way you would like to be treated. And uh, uh, the blacks treated the whites that way, the whites treated the blacks that way, because we knew it was good and evil. And so I, I grew up like that. I remember once uh, when, I, when I moved to California, I bought my house at 25, and I started smoking pot. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I would put on these parties on the weekend. And uh, there were this, this, this couple that came to one of my parties, and they were in their 20s as well. And they had lied about me, lied on me. And I knew that they had lied on me. And they knew I knew. But when they came to my apartment, oh, my parties were amazing. Oh, amazing. I had a lot of beer, a lot of pot. And in a very nice home. And I let them come into the party anyway. And I treated them as though I never heard anything they said or they had done me wrong. And uh, after we all had a good time. A couple of days later, they contacted me and said, you know what? They have never seen that kind of love. They had never seen anybody treat them with love, knowing that they had done them wrong. And that just said to me, you know what? This is the way you got to do it. But now that I can see and I'm operating from love, it's easy to do it now. So, yeah, do not do what you hate. It do not do unto others that are doing you wrong. You do unto others the way you would like to be treated. And it's, you can't go wrong, buddy. Thanks, Jesse. You know, I don't want to be greedy with the time, but can you give me a little advice about a silent prayer question I have? Okay. It's, look, when I'm going about my life, just being busy during the day, when I'm doing my work, cleaning my room, yes. handling my chores, doing creative things, everything is great. I'm in a, a perfectly peaceful state of mind. Like, I love being alive. Everything looks and smells good. Like, it's all good. I'm right. I'm, I'm perfect. And then I go and do my silent prayer in the morning and in the evening. And when I do it, it's difficult for me because that's the time when all of a sudden now I'm getting thoughts that I haven't been getting all day and that I don't like them. <laughs> and so all of a sudden thoughts are coming to me that are like all of a sudden lustful thoughts will come. And I didn't have those all day long or an urge to go smoke pot will come. And it's like, where's this <laughs> coming from? And that, why is it coming when I sit down to be still? Satan so what do I do? Satan just trying to draw you back in. But what right. I recommend is that you have the same appreciation for those dark moments as you have for the light moments. 
Treat them both the same. All right? Don't have a great attitude when you're going through darkness. Count it all joy. When you're in the light, count it all joy. And don't hold on to either one. Just be, and it'll be amazing. But don't don't think, oh, my God, this is a bad one. I don't feel well. This is this. Have no opinion about it. Treat the darkness and the light the same. The ups and the downs, treat them the same because they're both imposters. Because when you're like going through life mm-hmm. and you're feeling all good and life is working, your pot is at home in the corner, you don't need it. Satan will tell you, <laughs> Satan will tell you, oh, you are really doing well. You are growing so much, right? But then when you get into a thought and now you have stomach pain and you can't see, you're hurting, he'll say, oh, this yeah. is bad. But that's not true. You treat the bad in the same way you treat the so-called good. They're both imposters and just live in front of you, have the same attitude, and you'll be fine. It'll be amazing. I'm going to try that. So, yeah, so when you have the joy, when, you, when you're doing the silent prayer, and now you want to smoke pot, you want to call some girl up, and you're feeling the pain and stuff, just be grateful. Have the same gratefulness that you had when you did have the pain. Because in the pain, you're really, really growing. And after the pain is gone, revelation will overflow. Those are your uh, ego dying moments, but also your awakening moments as well. So do not murmur, do not complain when it gets difficult, when, you, when it looks like you can't see. All right? That was an amazing answer. Thank amazing. You. You're welcome, man. <laughs> You're, and welcome to church. You're on your right track. And that was a good question because a lot of people think that when they're having a painful moment, when they're lost in their heads, that all of a sudden they're not saved anymore, you know, have overcome the fallen state. And, and so the bad moments, I mean, the dark moments seem to be the bad moments, but it's not. Don't, don't put a title on it. Just go through the bad, what seemed to be bad, in the same way you go through what seemed to be good. Have a good attitude. Don't go crying to anyone about it. If it gets so heavy, ask Christ to help you. He'll help you through it, and you'll be fine. Okay. All right. Good question, man. All right. Thank you, Jesse. All right. Thank th- you, man. We love you. Love Thanks you here, too. Us. Thank you, buddy. Thanks for everything. Uh, all right. Okay, bye. Hola. Okay. Real quick, let's get to Daryl in Texas asking, why are churches allowing LGBT? Daryl, welcome to church. Uh, yes, thank you. My my question was, why do you think that the church just very recently started conceding so much ground to the LGBT? Um, like today is National Lesbian Recognition Day, and I mean we have Drag Queen Story Hour where they're just brainwashing children, and I mean the LGBT will mo- mobilize at the drop of the hat. Like when Chick Fil A owner said he believes in traditional marriage, they all attacked him. Well, I don't, I, again, I don't want to get into the politics, but most of this stuff is happening in the churches because the men have fallen away from their natural state of being. And when men fall away and women take over, you can't, you can't, uh, you can't stop evil from coming in, whether it's in the family, church, Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A mama, uh, anybody. That's why the men got to come back to the natural state so they can protect the women and children from evil. And so, the, All right. yeah, it's yeah, only happening in the, in the numbers because the men are weak. 
Okay. Yeah, right. I just don't understand why they the men got so weak inside of the church. That's just my only confusion. Because they never been, they have not been born again yet. And and the men, they go to church, they sing, hoop and holler, but they don't. They know about God, and and I believe that most of them want to know Him, but they don't quite know how to return to the Father. They're looking for the Father, but they're looking in the wrong place. All right, thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for the call, man. Welcome to church. Thank you. All right. The one thing that I, I want to encourage you folks to do, don't judge the church. Really. Uh, a lot of people say, oh, I, I don't want to say I'm a Christian because of the, the way the Christians act. Who are you to judge the Christians? They're doing the best that they can do. Become the light for the Christians so that they can see the right way to go. I am proud to be a Christian. It's an honor. It's a blessing to be a Christian. And I'm not judging it based on the Christians who are not, you know, have not overcome, but yet they say they're a Christian. Do not judge the Christians. Be the light so that they can see the right way to go. We literally have no right to hold anything against anyone. If you look at your own life, believe, believe me, I'll put a joint on this one. If you look at your own life, you would never judge anyone else. Because you will see, who I ain't got no right to judge nobody. You have no right. We don't have a right. Uh, it doesn't say in the Bible we're like dumb. <laughs> Something like that. So, is that right, Frank? Yeah. We are like dumb. And dumb means doo-doo. <laughs> we ain't nothing. Except in our ego, we think we are. You ain't no better than nobody else. None of us. That's why we have to return to the Father. So we don't have a right to judge anyone. The liar, the thief, the murderer, the rapist, the prostitute, the lesbian, the homosexual, the drug addict, the man that's living, men that living at home after 18, ain't got no job, ain't doing nothing. The women who are looking for good men, but they end up with slap maker. We can't judge. If you look at yourself, you would never judge. And you won't hate, you will forgive. Okay. Let's get to a few super chats. Yes. Sing Pray Love says, Hey, Bond fam, love y'all. Thank you. Grandpa, and I think she's calling you grandpa, but I don't think it's your real granddaughter, <laughs> says, uh-huh. You helped me yesterday remembering of myself I can do nothing and know nothing. Therefore, yeah. I don't have to try at anything, but just be. Be still. Love you. Absolutely. If you knew that alone, you could do nothing and know nothing and just be your life will start changing immediately because you stop judging yourself. Because we've been told what's right, what's wrong, what's good, what's bad, what this, what's that. And all that stuff, so we're judging based on what we've been taught, the intellect. There we go again. Ooh, the intellect. You Don't teach. Be. And, and your kids will see that. Others will see it. Because uh, most people are basing their lives on what they've been taught that is right and wrong. You have to discover life in the moment, not learn about it. You can't live it that way. Just FYI. But you're welcome. Lin Yan Chin says, how much more does humanity as a whole need to suffer before they overcome being lost in emotions and imagination of the mama spirit? Yeah. Some people never will get over it. Most people would die in that fallen state, they're living hell on, on earth. And, they, uh, and as the Bible says, 
only a few, and I've noticed that too in the last 30 years, only a few will find that straight and narrow path. That's why we can't feel sorry for them or anything like that because most people are not going to find a straight and narrow path. And it's just the way it is, really. Thank you very much to Jib Jab and Open Your Eyes, both of yeah. you guys. Thank you. Soul Conscious says, Jesse, why do most people won't overcome the fallen state? It just seems like they're just getting more fearful. And how come I am not affected by what's going on in the world? Well, I don't know why you're not, but I can tell you, only a few are going to find a straight and narrow path. And the only way that I was able to wake up is I start to question, what? let me know myself. Why can't I stand up within? Why? What's wrong with me? And in those moments when I started to wake up, ask God to let you see yourself, and most people are not doing that. They're too busy looking at other people and not themselves, so they really don't see what's going on with themselves. Dimitriov says, great message and opening, Francisco. Mark Hidalgo says, Francisco! Lin Yen Chin, thank you, and Gail Manchester, thank you. Let me get Frisco Kid was a friend of mine. He drank whiskey, punching, drinking wine. <laughs> Let me make an announcement here while, before we go to that. Um, so listen, I got some amazing jobs. Not at Bond, but I got a I received a call from a company yesterday or during this week, this past week, not yesterday, yesterday was Saturday. And if you have one year experience in uh, uh, appraising homes, you know, going out and appraising homes and things like that, and looking at how to rebuild homes and contracting work and all that, one year experience is all that's needed. Uh, you need to send your resume. Send it to me to uh, uh, rebuildingaman.com. And uh, uh, is it rebuildingaman.com or something? To, to send an email? A resume. A re- send a resume? Uh-huh. Bond at bondinfo.org? That, that's what they should send. That's an email. Send your resume to bond at bondinfo.org. All right? And because one of the things we do, we help find jobs. And I do get calls from companies that are looking for employees. And right now they're looking for uh, um, uh, ooh, real estate people. Uh, those who know how to go out and and uh, estimate what the cost of a house is, you know how to go in there and determine how to repair them and all that good stuff, all right? So if you are uh, a uh, contractor or something like that, send your resume if you're interested in the job. And the benefits are amazing, really amazing benefit. And I'll get it to the company, and the company will contact you if uh, they like your resume. And then uh, this week I'll find out a better way for you to send them directly to the uh, company. You can get more information as well. Quick super chat from Streamlabs. Uh, Chelsea asks, when I do the silent prayer, should I ask for guidance or will it come without asking? Yes, good question. You can ask God, you know what? Give me more light. God, give me more light. I ask that all the time. Let me see. Give me more light. And so when you're sitting there, relax. Don't think about the fact that you've asked because Satan will tell you, oh, you asked for more light. You didn't get it, right? Just ask. Sit and do the silent prayer, and you'll be fine. 
Let's get to a caller. John in New Jersey says you lost everything to this virus. He lost everything to the virus? What did that mean? No, no, he's on the line. Oh, Hi, John. You hear me? Yes. You lost everything to the Chinese virus? <laughs> I lost everything to the Chinese virus, Jesse. That's a good way of putting it. <laughs> what did you lose? Well, to put it to you this way, I've noticed that there are basically three classes of workers right now in America. Essential workers who get to keep doing their job, inessential workers who can work from home, and then inessential workers who can't work from home, and that would be me. And then within that, there's people who work in New York City, which is probably going to be the last place to reopen. And I work in entertainment. Nobody comes to see me until everything else gets reopened. And, so- and in that regard... I think I'm the most inessential worker in all of the country. So you mean, uh, so when you say you lost everything, you lost your job? I lost my job, and this actually, uh, this whole coronavirus thing comes to me also at a time when uh, I just ended technically two relationships at the same time. Beautiful. And, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I, you know, something I, I, the truth is I have trouble accepting this, but they were, they were toxic relationships. So I don't and, understand uh, what you lost. Due, you said you lost everything during, due to the Chinese virus. Uh, what did you lose exactly? My, my career. Meaning that it's and, over or you just lost a job? Well, that's, that's a great way of putting it. I lost a job. Okay. What else did you lose? Uh, I guess contact with other people. But, you know, that's that's kind of what everybody has lost. So, but, right. So that's nothing. I'm also, I'm losing my savings account is another thing that I'm losing. And so you haven't really lost everything there. You're right. You're right, Jesse. I haven't lost everything. Why are you overreacting like that then? Uh, because I'm being tested in this time and, uh, I'm not really passing the test at this moment. Yeah. I'm letting myself, I'm, le- I'm letting myself, uh, give in to anger. Right. Um, so listen, all that stuff that it looked like you may or may not lose is only, uh, allowing you to see that it was too important to you. You made it your God. But if you just notice that and don't freak out, start seeking from within, do the silent prayer, go and forgive, you'll see that God is with you. And then that stuff will become secondary. God will be first. Seek first the kingdom of God with all your heart, soul, and might, along with nothing else. And so your life will start up again, and it will be in ways that will be amazing. And everything you lose would be given back to you even greater than what you lost. So it's just All a right, wake, I have to. it's just a wake up call for you to look uh, at yourself, doubt every thought, and it'll work out. It's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. You're you're right, Jesse. And I, I wanted to ask you one more uh, specific question. Yes, I, I hear you talk about how, like you know, real men they move away from home once they become adults, right? Yes. Yeah. And I, I'm proud of the fact that I did that, you know, as soon as I finished college and, you know, while I was at college, 
right now, uh, because of the financial hardships, I'm looking into things like filing for unemployment and also my father has offered to give me money, something I haven't accepted in 10 years, and I've been proud of the fact that I haven't accepted. I'm not 100% desperate for money right now. I will be within a month, but, but you, I'm not 100% you know desperate right how now. How do you know you will be within a month? Um, if they, if I do not change my situation, then I will be, and I know that I have to turn to God to change my situation around. And where is the month? Where is the month? Yeah, that you're worried about. Um, I would say, I would say if nothing changes, paying my rent on, uh, June 1st will be impossible. So is your rent paid now? Yes, it is. I have do no you debt have, right now. Do you have food on your table now? Yes, sir. There is food on my table right now. Do you food have a car right to drive now? Yes, sir. I do have a car. Do you need to borrow money from your father now? No, not now. So why worry about tomorrow? All this... <laughs> <laughs> So, John, you're saying just exclusively live in the moment, no no thinking about what's coming a month from now? Absolutely, because you don't know. Live in the moment with your Father God, be grateful, and everything will uh, self-adjust for you. It'll all work out. But if you freak out in your head because the world around you is freaking out, you're going to make bad decisions for yourself that you're going to regret later. And Jesse, you would say... No, sorry. And and don't worry about tomorrow. It'll take care of itself. All is well right. right now, man. You're in your head thinking about tomorrow, and being in that darkness, you will make bad decisions. You're being set up. It's 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 bold to go down that path. I, 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 say, I know I know that you're right, Jesse. Yeah, when you say it's bold, what do you mean? Well, it's, I mean, Jesse, it's bold to live in the present, to say, like, okay, I'm going to keep doing what I know I have to do, and I know that more things that I have to do and can do will grow from that, because it's not it's not hopeless. I do have one job opportunity left, and, yeah. and, uh, and uh, it's, it's not hopeless. And I, it, there's part of me that's, like, afraid that, like, this one project I have left, it's going to fail, and it's not going to make me any money, and why should I even bother trying? I, I, I want to give up and just, and just watch YouTube videos all day. You're listening to and your daddy, Satan. I'm listening to Daddy Satan. Yeah. Well, that's true. And because he will not let you live in the present with with God because in the present there is no hopelessness, no fear, no doubt, no tomorrow, no yesterday, and you will see how to adjust your finance, you'll see uh, whatever job you just mentioned, you'll wait and see with that, and one thing will lead to another, but you listen to your, your daddy, Satan, and you operate in doubt. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think what you're telling me then is uh I should turn down my dad's offer, and I should choose not to file for unemployment. If you don't need to, I wouldn't do it. And also, I wouldn't tell my father that I'm turning it down or accepting it. Have a wait-and-see attitude. 
live in the present with God, and he'll guide you. He'll love you. Mm-hmm. He'll take care of you. Yeah. I, I mean, it's like, I guess it comes to that intricacy. Like, I don't need it. I know I know that if nothing changes, I'll need it by June 1st, but I have but, to have But don't even worry about June. Don't worry about June 1st. You're right. You're try right. to live April. What's the day say? 26th. Try, let's try with April, April 26th. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? And let tomorrow take care of itself. It'll all work out because when you doubt thoughts, then you can't help but have faith. And right now you doubt faith and you'll believe in a lie. Okay. Just think about it. You're fat and sassy right now. You're happy. You got a roof over your head. You got money in your pocket. You got food on your table. You can go drive your car if you need to. Everything is well now. Don't worry about tomorrow, but you will see how to handle tomorrow if you live in the present. A lot of people are being set up by the government because the government, number one, will not open back up unless they're forced to. Number two, they'll give you all this money making causing you to become addicted to them and there are companies yeah, that are gonna make, make us weak. Yeah, and companies making loans that they're gonna regret they made because they're operating in doubt. They're operating in fear. That's, that's and my biggest concern is that so many people are gonna get used to this, that, that some people are just enjoying this and they want this to be all the time from now on. Well don't be concerned about that. Just be concerned about you living in the present. Okay. All right. Now would be a good time to uh, forgive my mother and forgive my father, too, right? Absolutely. Take this time rather than worry about tomorrow. Work on you. Yeah. And do the silent prayer dot video, all right? Absolutely. I've got it, I've got it on my iPod. I, I definitely listen it to it once every day. I try to do it three times a day. Right on. Thank you God for calling, you, man. You're welcome. Live in the present. Don't live in your head. There's no peace in the head. No God except Satan in the, in the thoughts. Nothing to do with God, all right? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, appreciate your call. Let me just make this uh, say this. So the answer to the biblical question, what does it mean do not do what you hate? It means just because somebody going after you, don't go after them. Wish them well. Just because people lie and gossip about you, don't do it to them. Just because people turn on you, you thought they were friends, and now you find out they're not. Don't do it to them. Um, love, don't hate. All right? And I have a brand new biblical question for this week. Brand new. I forgot to tell Nick, my producer of the radio show. My question is, why is it easier Why is it easier for most people to believe a lie over the truth? It's so easy. People can know you and hear one lie about you and they'll believe it. Why is that? Why is it easier for most people to believe the lie and not the truth? Isn't that a good biblical question? Yes, Jesse. Yes, Jesse. That's a good one. Why is it, James? This is from the HakeReport.com, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. Pacific time, and Sundays. I mean, I don't want to just give a learned answer because I, I know the learned answer. Oh, okay. You All know right. what I mean? Well, I have you on with the expert. Okay, this cool. Week. Why is it easier for most people to believe a lie over the truth? Just want to know. 
biblical question. I can't wait for you guys to call me next week about this. Okay. Let's get to Ian out of Martinez, California, on the line. He had a falling out with siblings. Ian. Ian, welcome to church. Yeah, top of the morning to you, Jesse. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good. Can you hear me? Uh-uh. Are you on speakerphone? No. That's better, I think. Yes, that's better. That's much better? Oh, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So I got to... Actually, I have three questions. Do I have time for all three? If you ask them really fast, because we're running out of time. Okay, let me st- let me ask do my the, first one. Do, so, yeah, do the most important I, one first. Okay, so the most important one would be the uh, one about my brother and sister, and I wanted to know if it's connected with forgiving my mother and father and that spiritual entity. Uh, I had a falling out with both of them. Uh, my brother and sister, and I cut him off. My question is, do I, be, be, because of that, because of how I reacted, do I now have to go back and forgive them in order to uh, make peace with with it, with them, with uh, or with me? I don't quite, them? what happened? I don't know what happened that made this happen. Well, we, we just don't get along, and every time we we do, hang out uh we just get into it uh it it, 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 was, it was it was years it was years of fighting you know when we would have like family functions or i would take my daughter over to my sisters or i would take my you know me and my daughter would go to my brothers we would go like a couple times without getting into it and then finally we would and then then we would get into it so that happened for years, and I just like you know I'm like I'm done with you guys. So are you this at fault? Are you at fault? Or are they at fault? I would say we're both at fault. Oh, uh, well, what I would recommend that you go and apologize for your at fault, and then if they don't want to reconcile, reconcile, you move on, forgive them, and move on with your life. Forgive them and then move on. Yes, if they decide so they that don't means want, I don't have. Go, go ahead. If they decide they don't want to be friends, they don't want to admit where they were wrong. You know, you, you guys fight like that. If they can't admit that they they're sorry for what they have done to you know you guys brothers and sisters fighting, I would just move on. I wouldn't hold it against them, but I'll be done with them. Yeah, so I could call and sit down and say, "Hey, look, with both of them." And say, look, I, I'm, I forgive you. I'm making my amends for my part. Yes. I forgive you guys for your part, and then no. Well, first and I you, don't have to, and first, I, I don't have. We don't have to hang out anymore, right? Let's say that you are uh, overreacting, or you are angry, or you're judging them. You need to apologize for your role in that. And if they accept it, nice. If they don't, nice. And if they don't apologize for their role in it. Forgive them anyway and move on with your life. Okay. Cool. That makes sense? Yeah, that, that makes plenty of sense. Yeah, but... That's what I was... Yeah, just a minute. The, the, the spirit was, you know, the, 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 the internal spirit, God, Christ, was... That, 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 
it that's in me was leaning towards that anyways. Right on. Which is basically, you know, because I'm thinking about it, and I've, ever since I've been listening to you, and I'm 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 trying to figure out this forgiveness part that you're talking about, I'm, and the re- that's the reason why all, all these guys argue with you. They call into you, they call into your show, and they argue with you. I'm like, why are you arguing with this guy, dude? He's trying to help you. <laughs> yeah, some people can't see it. I understand it, but wherever you were wrong, you forgive them. I mean, you apologize for your wrong. I'm wrong. I was wrong. I'm sorry, guys. That's what God said. We, if you personally have a problem with someone, you go to them and you forgive. If they accept it, fine. If they don't, fine. You go your way. Let the dust hit your foot. Uh, hit your foot, but don't hold anything against them. They can't help it. They're not ready to see themselves yet. All right? Yeah. All right. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Call me on the radio. Yeah, thank- Go ahead. Call me on the radio and we can talk some more. Yeah, I wanted to, because I got a couple more questions for you. Yeah, call me on the radio. We're like running out of time now. All right. Thanks, Jesse. You're welcome, buddy. I appreciate it. Uh, quick announcement is that uh, the newsletters are starting to hit hit the mailboxes around the country now. And I've gotten really good feedback about it. Thank you all for that. Uh, thank you for donating to the church, rebuildingaman.com slash church, to bond uh, to the Jesse Lee Peterson show and the fallestate.tv. An amazing interview with my friend Stefan Molyneux on my radio show and the TV. And I've heard from everybody and their mom about that. He liked them so much, he asked, could he put them up on his uh, site? So we allowed him to do that. It was like real talk, nothing personal, nobody trying to hurt one another, but men are reasoning together rather than, you know, being helpful to one another rather than trying to put each other down. It was amazing. So I thank Stefan for such an, an amazing conversation. And I thank you all for supporting it. We're putting the newsletter out at least three times a year, two for sure, but maybe three. If you want to receive the newsletter at no cost, go to um, com slash church and put your information in there. We can mail you. Even this one we just finished, we'll mail it out too. Um, and thank you for your support. D-Live, Super Chats. Uh, all those and donations and things like that. It's because of you we are getting this done. And as far as the building, hopefully they say that we're supposed to return it by May 15th. I don't know. But they simply will not show them right now. The owners as well as the realtors. So as soon as they start up, we're ready to go. We're, oh, we got to leave here. Oh, we got to get a building. And it ain't going to be in the hood. I ain't going to the hood. And thank Francisco, too. He was amazing. He made it through today, huh? And I appreciate the feedback that I got from you guys already about you like what he had to say. He redeemed himself. He has risen. He has redeemed. 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 My soul has been redeemed. Yes, James. I am going to open the tr- your treasure chest on your D Live in a couple minutes oh. if you're if you're still streaming. Yeah. <laughs> and can I read just a couple of super chats? Yes, we gotta go. CC on says, "Don't be sharing chairs, Jesse. Disinfect." <laughs> he, I may catch the illegal aliens disease. <laughs> it's Frankie illegal. Alien. He hangs out with him. <laughs> PJ talk, wants to play. He's not one, but he speak like one. <laughs> Oh, oh, I shouldn't laugh. Uh, you laughing mighty hard at the message. 
PJ wants to play a game with Diamond and said, is it possible to get the hoodie I ordered signed? Well, if you order it through the office. Yeah, if you order it through the office, I'll sign it, make a little note, hey, have Jesse sign it. But if you order it in other way, online and all that, right? Yeah, through Teespring, we can't. We have no opportunity to sign it. Right. I'll let you mail it to me, and I'll sign it and send it back to you. Dotson Dillon gave a diamond, says, finally found a woman who doesn't, I think he means hate Jesse. Amazing. Oh, amazing. Shout out to Nicole. Your coffee be done in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and a, we'll, we'll read the rest of the Super Chats and D-Live diamonds and things um, on the radio show tomorrow. Oh, okay. Make sense? Thank you all so much. Tune in to the radio show tomorrow at 6 a.m. Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Pacific time. Heard around the world by everybody and their mama. Is White Victoria on the line? No, I don't see White Victoria. I see Josh, Roy, and Ronald on the lines. Oh, but not White. Where's White Victoria? She called the other day, and we couldn't get to her. Oh, yeah. Uh, White Victoria is a member of the church folks at a barn. So, but maybe she's happy. True. Her question was answered, or her testimony was given. Um, what? Do you want to do any last quick calls or anything? Yeah. I'm so overtime. Last week I stopped right at the right time, and now I'm going overtime a little bit. Let's take the last three calls real fast. Okay, Josh in Colorado needs help overcoming pot. Josh. Hey, Josh. Welcome to church. How you doing, Jesse? All is well, sir. How are you? I'm good. I just have a No a man is good. All is well. Yeah, I'm doing all right. My bad for that. <laughs> yes. Uh, when I... When I have pot for like a couple of days, I'm feeling good, right? Yes. But when I don't have it, I I, be, I ain't going to say stressed out, but more anxious and bored. And if I don't have it, like say if I don't have it for like two days, I'll, I'll start to be like, all right, overcoming. And then yes. I'll get a text message from somebody with it. And it it's kind of hard to just, you know what I mean? So you'll get a text message from someone who has pot. Yeah, they'll be like, well, I got a uh, Gorilla Kush on deck, or I got this on deck, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Listen, man, just tell them, no, I don't want it. Thank you, no, because Satan is going to always try to tempt you back into it, and don't fall for it. And you'll find that you'll have a new set of friends, those who are seeking what's right, and they'll become real friends. But don't, if they're texting you, just say, hey, I don't want it. No, thank you. Don't text me anymore about it. All right? And then when you... You know, those days when you don't smoke pot and you're feeling anxious or depressed, what they call depressed or, or pain and anxiety, those are the pains that you got to face and overcome. Do not use drugs to overcome them. Face them. Go to them and face it, and you'll be done with it. But if you smoke pot to make yourself feel better, you're causing the ego to live longer than what it needs to. All right? So take the pain. Do what's in front of you, and you'll be fine. I appreciate it, Jesse. I love you for that. Thank you, man. I love you as well. Thank you. God bless you. All right. All right. Real fast. Roy in Austin, Texas, took your advice, has an update on his life. Yes, Roy. Welcome to church. Hey, Jesse. How are you? All is well, sir. How are you? I'm terrific. I really don't have any comments or questions. I just want to thank you again. Yes. Because when I look at you, you're one of the few figures online that has no anger at all. Yes. Everyone else from the right wing or left wing, sometimes they lose their cool. But I don't know how you do it. Like, 
don't you ever have the negative thoughts that come in your head and then you feel like but you seem to be under control at all times yes the negative thought means do satan tempt me in my head yes but now i know the voice of satan and i know the voice of this voice of god and, and you remember uh in the bible it says my children shall know me by my voice the voiceless voice yes. So now I know to doubt because I've grown over this last 31 years now. I know to doubt every thought because it's not from God and it's not from me. And so I just let them pass. So when people attack me, they lie on me or whatever they do, I know they can't help it. So I resist the voice of Satan. Yeah, I just wanted to say a prayer, if that's okay. Say a what? So I wanted to say a prayer okay. while I have you on the phone. Go ahead. Our Father in heaven. Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you, man. That's the silent prayer. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Wow, that's nice. But that's the silent prayer. When you let go, all those things are happening on your behalf. Okay. Ronald in Syracuse, New York, thanks for what you do. Ronald. Ronald, last call. Ronald, welcome to church. Hello? Hey, Ronald, welcome to church. Oh, thank you. It's an honor speaking with you. Thank you, man. I wanted to say that. Your streams, uh, the ones you had in your other channel and this one in Bond, yes. they really touched me in a way that has helped me in self-reflection with all my life, with all that I faced, yes. the issue with fatherhood, with forgiving the father and the mother. Right on. I wanted to say that your words really touched me in a way that I've reflected back on my actions. I've always fell in lust, and I always fell in wrath yes. with myself. And I just wanted to say it's an honor speaking with you, and, and it's an honor that you have I'll me to watch your streams wherever I go. Right on. You're welcome, man. And be patient one day at a time. What's in front of you? You haven't seen anything yet, man. It gets better. Wisdom will come. It gets better. You, there are no words to express how great your life will be. God love you. You haven't seen anything. It gets better, all right? Thank you, brother. All Take right. care. All God right. Bless. You're welcome. Eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. What your father within has in store for you. I'm telling you, folks, if you're not following the father within, you're following the father of Satan in your head. That's for sure. And in other people in the world. We do have White Victoria on the line. We do? <laughs> I've got to say hello to White Victoria, then I'm done. All right. Victoria! Jesse! How are you? How are you? It's amazing. I'm glad to hear from you. It's amazing. I miss you, Jesse. Thank uh, you. We've been listening to you, and I thank you for um, giving me a shout-out. Right on. How's your husband? I wa- Go ahead. How's your husband doing? He's doing well. He's doing very well. He was a little bit sick um, this week, but uh, it wasn't the coronavirus, <laughs> <laughs> so he's fine. I'm glad you guys are doing well. You guys are an amazing couple, so I wish you well. I miss you guys from down here in L.A., but I wish you well. We miss you too, Jesse. And we'll be coming and visiting you guys soon when this when this is over. Absolutely. I appreciate that. Jesse, can I tell you what's been happening? Yes. Go ahead. So um, when this whole thing started, 
um, I went down to California and I picked up my mom because I knew that she, that things were going to get, you know, crazy and they were going to not allow people to go to the, you know, the stores and do all these crazy things. So I decided to go get my mom Yes, and she stayed with us for almost, almost two months. It was like a month and three weeks. Amazing. And, um, it was quite challenging for us. We had moments of, of <laughs> definitely, um, definitely seeking the kingdom of God, so we wouldn't <laughs> react. And yeah. I have to say that she left yesterday, and I'm very proud of ourselves because we we went through the weeks. We had great moments with her. We saw her for who she is, yes. and we didn't judge her, and we just felt pure love for her. And none of that would have been possible if you know, I didn't come back to God the way that you um, say that we should go back to God. That's right. So that's, um, that's with that said, she's back at home, and peace has completely come back to our home, and um, and it's great. You know, our marriage is stronger than ever. In right all on. Things to your message. You guys have come a long way, and uh, you like family. I wish you well, all right? Thank you, Jesse. Yes, you are like family. And we wish an, you well, too. We miss you, and uh, I won't take any more of your time. All right, that's an amazing story. I'm glad you called in, all right? Thank you, Jesse. Me, too. I'm glad to hear your voice. All right, take care now. We, all the well, all uh, the best. All right, thank you. Oh, amazing. That's white Victoria. We have a black Victoria, and we have a white Victoria. <laughs> thank you all so much for everything. Don't forget the radio show tomorrow at 6 a.m. JLPtalk.com jlptalk.com and the biblical question for this week. Why is it easy for most people to believe a lie and not the truth? Why? Why? I want to know. That's my biblical question for this week. And again, uh, if you want a copy of the newsletter, go to rebuildingtheman.com and fill in your information and we'll get it to you. We are doing counseling by Skype or phone. All right, and hopefully we'll have y'all back here at home soon. The house is empty, but we're having a good time this way as well. Thank you so much. Stay with the silent prayer. Keep your eyes on yourself. Don't listen to gossip and don't gossip. All right, it's not you. You gotta regret if you do. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Do not do what you hate. And other people hate that kind of stuff. Look at Esteban. Other people hate, you see Esteban? <laughs> <laughs> Esteban walked around with a mask on her face. <laughs> he messed again. All right, folks, thank you so much. And I, good church today. And thank you for enjoying Francisco, all right? We'll have him back once in a while. He really want to do it, and I want men to get involved. Men, you got to get up off the pot, away from your parents, become adult men, because you need it in the world. You are needed. That pot is not your friend. Drugs are not your friend. And you can't overcome anything. But you got to do the silent prayer, stay out of your head, forgive. Thank you all so much. I absolutely appreciate it. Have a good one. Thank you, Frankie. Francisco, again. Bye, folks. See you tomorrow.